0: Thank you for joining us on Talk Chef, the podcast where we talk about Top Chef. I am your host, John Drake. You may know me as Top Scallop. You may also know me as Young Crudo, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Doctor Flynn Venison Woman. It's Nash Flynn
1: <laughs> Venison Woman. I love it
0: because you, you had venison last week, and you know, like Doctor Quinn did. Medicine Woman. Oh, so love- that was that was a multi layered one. I thought of that one right before. We went on the air because I Amazing. I had thought of one earlier in the day and then completely forgot it and I was panicking. So I was like, I Googled what rhymes with Flynn. I was I'm getting saying. that as
1: a tattoo. Venison woman. Yeah.
0: Or at least like a little wooden sign you can hang up in your kitchen, like a live, laugh, love thing.
1: Oh, you I love know, that.
0: Some of that yeah. little word art. How are you doing this week, Nash?
1: I'm, I'm good. I'm in the middle of housing renovations. So, you know, that's always a blast. Chaos. Yeah.
0: But otherwise, I'm good. How about you? Oh, it was okay. I had my birthday. Oh week, yeah. So that was fun. Went out.
1: Nineteen, right, this year?
0: Yes, nineteen years old. I went out to a steakhouse. My first time like dining indoors at a mm. restaurant in obviously a long time since pre-COVID. Yeah. So that was exciting. I got it. What did you eat? I got like. a to- and Chipotle mac and cheese and some Brussels sprouts. And it was like so it was like they do a three course thing. It's a Tomahawk Tuesday, they call it. So on Tuesdays, it's a three course meal. So we went out the night before my birthday to take advantage of this deal. And you get a salad, uh, a tomahawk ribeye, a two sides, and a dessert. Damn. So, yeah, it's a good deal for yeah. 125 bucks for two people. So that's not bad. Yeah. And uh, key lime pie is my dessert because that's my favorite. Disgusting. You're such a hater. And I had several uh, cocktails, and then I went and recorded an episode of Blast Zone while I was deeply in my cups. So that should be a fun one to listen to. Amazing. <laughs> That'll be out in a few <laughs> weeks with our friend Josh Flitter.
1: Oh, Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Nice. Oli Ventura Jr. on the pod.
1: Love that. Love him.
0: Great dude. Good times were had. But what's been going on with you this week? Besides your kitchen renovations, what have you been making in your kitchen that's new and exciting? Our Nash's Protein of the Week.
1: Oh, I had lamb this week.
0: You got to pronounce the B. It's, it's oh, the sorry. rule now. It's,
1: it's lamb.
0: And how did you prepare this lamb?
1: So I had it ground. So we made like a deconstructed kebab, like drunk food, like with this really nice turmeric chicken rice and then some tzatziki and some hummus and vegetables. It was really good. I was a big fan.
0: Nice. Yeah, you sent me a picture of it. It looked fantastic. Yeah, it, did. it looked really? like what you'd get from like a halal cart in New York City, lamb over rice. That's the premier drunk food.
1: I ate way too much of it and then felt gross for many days, but it was worth it.
0: Definitely worth it. So is that your first time having lamb or your first time having lamb since you started eating meat again?
1: It is my first time having lamb, period. Nice. So that was cool. It definitely has a like gamey flavor, but I didn't think it felt gamey. Like it wasn't sort of like, oh, this eating experience isn't pleasant. So it was it was good. I I would eat it again. Actually, I think it's it's, it's up there. It's up there. Yeah.
0: You got to try like a chop next time or like a, a yeah. loin. There's lots of different ways to get your lamb. And they're all uh, we delicious. Have shanks
1: like hanging around the house. I mean, in a refrigerator, I
0: hope. Yeah, just
1: (laughs) not just around. Yeah, that would be weird. uh, But next week we'll get to talk all about because because we're coming up on a chicken culling week.
0: So Going to do some fun things with chicken. Yeah. After
1: the sad things we do with chicken.
0: (laughs) Sad for the chickens. Good for your tummy.
1: Yeah. I mean, the the bummer is about like how we how we make meat birds now, how we grow them and raise them is that they really can't live beyond about nine weeks because they get too fat to move. So it's their time.
0: And old chickens are tougher, right? There's, that's the whole reason they invented chicken cacciatore was for like old chickens that don't have that tenderness to their meat. So you braise it for a long time. So it gets nice. So you want your your birds to be relatively young when you eat them.
1: It's a bummer, but they do get, they do get real gamey and ducks also get real greasy. Like the grease just sort of sticks in the meat. So you really don't want them to be that old. So our backyard is about to be a graveyard.
0: Fun times on Talk Chef this week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, just
0: (laughs) getting real dark.
1: Yeah, I got my granny glasses on. I'm just ready to talk about some animal culling.
0: She does. I don't know what they're called, but the strings that come from yeah. the glasses where you can take them off your off your face and like they'll hang around your neck. She's wearing those.
1: Yeah, truly, I am an elderly person. <laughs>
0: you you look like a middle school vice principal right now. It's pretty impressive, except with like pink hair. So yeah. it's a little different. It's a wig,
1: though, so it's fine. Okay. My gray hair is underneath it.
0: No. We got a... Interesting quick fire this week. Let's get into the episode a little bit. Sponsored by Chipotle.
1: Love that. Our
0: (laughs) beloved Chipotle. What's your experience with Chipotle? Are you a fan of their food? Do you like it? Do you eat it often?
1: Okay, so I will eat Chipotle because they're everywhere, okay? Okay let's just baseline like I will always eat burritos 110% what I love about this is Chipotle has had a big reputation lately in the last several years of making meat that makes people sick right
0: Mm -hmm. their pork specifically I think has been the main culprit
1: (laughs) and it's just oh, of course we're on top chef being like look at how fresh our ingredients are and a bunch of people use
0: the the pork (laughs) yeah a bunch of people (laughs) use the pork I was like really that's what you're gonna go with
1: no no Boca Grande forever but if you have to Chipotle is fine or codoba i guess
0: i prefer codoba to chipotle but yeah. i'm lucky i there is literally a excellent local burrito place that opened up like 10 minute walk from my house a couple months ago so i will never eat chipotle again as long as that place <laughs> is open but yeah i'm not like a snob about chipotle i think it's fine it tastes good but you know try to support local when i can or anything mm-hmm. but yeah it's-
1: I'm spoiled. I went to college in in Boston, and there were like a ton of really good burrito places like right near my university. So Boston
0: food, as far as I know, they're the mecca of Mexican food. That's a joke. Yeah, Cambridge,
1: they're not. they do have good Mexican food. Yeah, especially if you're young and drunk and poor. But you know, Chipotle is below that. The Boston culinary.
0: City. Yeah, I mean, any major city, especially a college town, is going to have some some burrito places that are better than Chipotle. So yeah, correct. It's it's fine though. Like, we're not here to hate on Chipotle. It gets the job done when you need a burrito and a pinch.
1: (laughs) In fact, if they want to sponsor the podcast, I think that would be fine with me. I would talk very positively about Chipotle in that case.
0: Yeah, I'm going to release this where we talk about how the pork makes people sick, but Chipotle (laughs) slide into my DMs, (laughs) and I will release an edited version after the fact that takes that part out, and we can just move on like it never happened.
1: Yeah, it will just be like, their pork is it's really good
0: I'll, I'll do you know when padma goes from being in the studio to being like yeah, live on set boys. that'll be me i'll be like the chipotle pork is known for making people and then i'll just be me like happy so
1: it's perfect yeah
0: i think it'll be seamless
1: you you guys come on money t- you gave you gave these people ten thousand dollars you can't throw us like five bucks yeah and say some nice things
0: but the uh, it was nice having the whole crew in the the kitchen for the quick fire yeah. we had padma as usual her little special guest was richard but then, yes, of course, the camera pans out. We got Tom and Gail in the kitchen with them. Gail wearing a wildly pink jacket, just super bright okay. pink. Love the jacket. While we're
1: on while we're on the fashion, though. can we please address Padma's lavender? form-fitting jumpsuit which she wore with red knee-high leather pants.
0: I thought it was fine Padma doesn't phase me anymore with these choices you know but then she's next to Tom who's dressed like everybody's dad at like graduation dinner yeah. when you go out to a nice yes. restaurant with like his jeans cuffed at the bottom with a button-down shirt <laughs> like
1: and Richard and sort of like the same but like somehow younger
0: Richard a little more stylish like a little his clothes are yeah. a little more fitted but yeah, yeah they're they're both throwing off dad vibes and then Padma there are just... giving off real real runway vibes in her in her jumpsuit
1: i mean i want that jumpsuit for myself like i don't think i could pull it off but i want are you gonna be on
0: the farm wearing a lavender jumpsuit (laughs) just like when are you gonna use it
1: (laughs) just like a spring cat woman (laughs) just
0: (laughs) spring cat woman so they are tasked um so they're paired up the six remaining chefs are paired up and they have to make a dish that hits two notes that are decided by their judging panel tom wants tangy and crunchy apparently. Weird. Padma wanted spicy and tangy and, or spicy and tart.
1: Tart, yeah. I can't remember
0: what Gail wanted. I didn't write it down.
1: Smoky and chard. Smoky and
0: (laughs) chard. Thank you.
1: Just burned.
0: And Shota's in there freaking out that he's going to lose because he's going against Maria in the spicy and tart challenge. And he's saying, I don't cook with these flavors. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've never even seen a jalapeno pepper before. But then I was like, they're telegraphing this way too much, right? Shoda Mm -hmm. going with this story about how he has no idea what he's doing. He's definitely going to win. And that's how it happened. Shoda comes out and wins.
1: Yeah. And he even says, I have to cook something that I've been watching Maria do all season.
0: Right. Yeah. Shoda seemed a little little shook, but he pulled it together and busted out a dish that won his head-to-head competition. So then uh, Richard was the odd man out, and he was in charge of deciding the overall winner. So the three winners were... Dawn. Yep. Shoda.
1: Yep. And Gabe.
0: And Gabe. And Richard decided that Dawn had the best dish of the three and she got 10 G's.
1: Yeah. Good Go for Dawn. Dawn.
0: Her pork loin may come up again later in a category not to spoil anything, Ooh. but yeah. it looked quite tasty.
1: See, I would have picked Shota. I don't know what Richard is doing, but that's fine. It's okay. Well,
0: we can't taste it. That's you fine. know, it's hard to say sometimes. I think you can always tell when a dish is really bad. Versus really good one. But when they're all good, it's like a little subjective at that point. That's true. But yeah, she did a a pork loin with crispy onions that looked delightful. I was worried
1: for the crispy onions because she said a couple times that she hadn't done them yet. And I feel like that's becoming a thing with John is you watch her be like, oh, no, I forgot to do something. But then it just happens, you know?
0: Well, in the beginning of the season, she would get like that and it wouldn't happen. Right now, like the last few weeks, she... Makes you She fakes you out that she's not going to get it done, but then magically she does somehow.
1: And so. like off camera, like you never right. see her <laughs> figure it out. She just does.
0: She just presents it with this ingredient that she was freaking out about and everyone thinks yeah. it's fine. So
1: That's going to bite her in the ass maybe later. How
0: adorable was it to see uh, Shota at Padma's book signing taking a selfie in 2016? That Love was super that. cute. Uh, he
1: definitely got a hand on the knee, which I was like, bold,
0: dude. I wonder if they knew each other because he's not like new to the industry. You know, he's mm. been on tv cooking shows so we are once again screwed out of scallops and crudos by the challenges themselves chipotle does not use scallops and or crudos, so they're not allowed to be included in the quick fire it's like the top chef producers are really trying to dick us over and rob us of content is what i think is happening
1: Personally, this seems very, very
0: targeted. I know real you, you really talked yourself into a corner. <laughs> you said personally, this seems and I saw you yeah. like, I got to <laughs> say personal now.
1: <laughs> I was like, wow, we're going to use that word twice in one <laughs> sentence. Am I OK, well, you know, here we go. It does seem really personal. Yeah. They knew about this ahead of time. They knew we had planned this and now they are robbing us of all of our choice.
0: But all is forgiven because none other than my boy, Ed Lee, mm-hmm. waltzes into the kitchen. Love Ed. Great Looking chef. Looking like a dream. Looking like a dream. One of the best Top Chef contestants ever from the not so fondly remembered Texas season, but he's gone on to have a hell of a career since then.
1: Yeah, four um, James Beard nominees. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, he's a rock star, dude. And yeah, like he never came back for all stars or anything. I feel like he's above that now. Some people from the show just go on to such success. You're never like, well, let's bring him back for a season because, you know, he's got shit to do restaurants to run. Can't really do it. Right. He's busy. But if he would pop up once a year, and just be his saucy little self on the judging panel, I'll be happy for all of time. Agreed. It was real lovey-dovey this week, even from Which, the judges. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tofu, what a cool challenge, though. And it, it's a protein, I guess, that people really don't think of that often. I saw. And it was nice to watch everyone flounder unilaterally, except for Shoda, who's like, I've been working with this for literally my whole life.
0: Yep. Sh- Shoda was not shook in the least when they no. announced the tofu challenge. So it's, it's an interesting format to the elimination challenge. Each chef gets a texture of tofu that they have to work with for the first round. And then if you don't win your first round, you have to continue cooking. So nobody really was a winner. Like they didn't announce like the best dish of the night. They just announced you win your head to head matchup, you move on now. And it was voted on by 10 chefs. They couldn't get 11 on the panel with all these fucking ties
1: that's why, why would you have an even number? Just make Richard sit in the corner. He was already doing something this episode. Don't
0: make him sit in the, just don't make him go.
1: Oh, okay. I mean, yes, also, but I have, I have a feeling he's just always on set. You know what I mean? Like even when he's not invited, he's just there. All right. That's just a gut feeling okay. that I have for some <laughs> reason.
0: So yeah. So they, you know, two chefs have to cook with the firm tofu or the extra firm. Two chefs have to cook with the. So well no one cooks with the soft in the first round then there's medium so there's all different Mm. textures of tofu and I am not I'm a tofu novice do you cook with tofu eat tofu a lot
1: I used to a lot not so much in recent years but we were vegan for for many years and so tofu was in my in my wheelhouse
0: do you did you are you familiar with all the different textures was there one you would go to more often than others
1: I was a firm person mostly because we used it in place of scrambled eggs so you want that you want it to be a little jiggly in the middle to replicate, but you, you also wanted it to get hard on the outside just to feel like it was an egg. Also, silken tofu, so what sort of it they are using in the dessert is a really, really good dessert tofu. Almost also like really liquid? Smoothies. It's, not, it's got like a pudding sort of texture, oh. so you could just smash it up, toss some co- like cocoa powder and some sugar in it, and just call it a day. Some people blend it with avocado and then add the chocolate, which I think is personally very weird, mm. but I'm not here to judge your choices. I mean... I am if you're on Top Chef, but not anyone else.
0: So that makes sense why they use that as the dessert round because, and they Mm -hmm. both went in a very similar direction with it, but that we're getting ahead of ourselves. Almost
1: too similar. (laughs) Almost too
0: similar. Do you want to jump into some challenges while we talk over the elimination challenges? Yeah, let's go. All right. So for Cliche Kitchen, right off the bat, they tell them you're going to have to cook if you get stuck in the third round, you have to cook dessert. Maria immediately jumps in with the, I don't cook desserts and I don't bake desserts. It's not what I do. I'm sick of hearing that, you know, 18 seasons in. Yeah. Figure out some dessert recipes before you get on Top Chef. You've seen the show before. Right? You know how it goes.
1: And, and it, it's so funny because it's like, there's somebody that says it every single season, half the time, like half of the show becomes desserts because they're like, we know you guys aren't good at desserts. So that's where we're going to challenge you. And it's don't come to a talking head and admit that you'd haven't studied for the test.
0: Right. I think in, in some seasons past, there have been chefs that almost succeeded longer than they would have by just being like, I'm going to focus on dessert <laughs> because yeah. I think the judges, maybe it's subliminal, but they're almost hesitant to send people home for making dessert now because it became such yeah. a cliche in the early seasons that they're like, they give you bonus points, I guess, if like you actually take the chance and make a dessert. Right. So it can it's help extra you. Credit. Yeah, it's extra credit. It's, you know it shouldn't be I me mean, I like desserts but yeah it's it's not really why I watch top chef I like a a dessert quick fire now and then but I don't want it to be the focus of a challenge typically there was a whole no, other I show for that want somebody
1: to make I want somebody to make a one elimination challenge is like a full on wedding cake like good luck to you roll off the fondant let's go let's see how well you adapt because The thing about Top Chef, and this is I will die on this hill, apparently, probably, is that they try to throw you into all these scenarios that maybe would challenge you to not be.
0: A lot of it seems to be testing your adaptability and your gamesmanship more so than just your cooking talent.
1: Run a bakery overnight. Come on. Let's give let's challenge these people like Chipotle was great. Let's actually make them cry.
0: Yeah, Chipotle. It's it's really a nothing challenge. It's just like here's some right. some fresh ingredients. Make a dish. There wasn't much to it. Right. So
1: no, and it wasn't even. You have to make a Mexican inspired dish or run a burrito stand. It was literally like Chipotle is famous for their fresh ingredients. Here are some fresh ingredients that we would have had last week. Also, just in the regular pantry, but Chipotle gave them to us this time. Right.
0: Yeah. They were just Chipotle gave them a shopping list. We're like, go to the store and get these things. Like those ingredients did not come from <laughs> Chipotle kiss my ass top chef no so
1: chipotle also just goes to whole foods when they need food
0: the i also had dawn for cliche kitchen because she said the line i wouldn't be the blank i am today without blank and to fill in the blanks it was i wouldn't be the athlete i am today without my brother leroy but that's just such like a, a cliched phrase now mm-hmm. like i wouldn't be the chef i was today without chef you know jacques pippen or whatever whoever's on the show
1: that and, week. It, and i i love that for her like i'm happy she and her brother have a nice relationship and that they're both olympians but they're both olympians okay like you also did the same thing that your brother did right so you can you could just be proud of that just for you because it's amazing like you don't you're already an olympian yeah.
0: i think she's gonna be top chef i was so nervous this episode but yeah. before we get into that i um, bit did you have anything specific for cliche kitchen aside from those two you wanted to call out no
1: I'm gonna save. I have I have something that I feel like always falls into like six categories at once, and I'm gonna save it. All right for this one. All right. So
0: for bit in the, the scallop crudo, we obviously already said there's nothing going on mm-hmm. this episode. For bit in the ass, yeah. Dawn Addison adding radishes at the very end of her plating, when she's already frazzled and pressed for time, maybe not paying close enough attention. What happens? She gets a little cut. Not a little cut. Pretty serious cut. She bleeds all over her pickles. She doesn't plate her dish in time. One of the dishes isn't done, and she gets disqualified from winning that round. Yeah, and she has to go cook dessert for her Nashville hot tofu. A sentence I never thought I would say, but <laughs> it looked pretty good. I mean, it looked like a little chicken tender.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and Ed really loved. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, he, he wanted to vote for her against. He tried the to rules, vote for it anyway. The rules. Good for Ed being a rebel.
1: Yeah, go Ed.
0: But so that's what I had um, for my main bit in the ass. I have a couple backup ones, but I don't want to step on your toes. So what, what do you got for this?
1: That's what I have for bit in the ass, You. Although I, I do feel like this also qualifies. So in the in the quick fire, we have this moment between Shota and Maria mm-hmm. and they're commending Shota for finally bringing up a heat level. And Maria backs herself out and says, I just didn't want to kill you, Richard. It's <laughs> a little harsh, to be honest. It might actually fall into the, my harshest criticism of the day. Right.
0: We're like- not here to make friends. Maria just yeah any of the judge
1: like richard was just like why are you coming for me right now
0: right and pat padma backed up her little buddy she was like you have to make it through us to get to richard or he's not even gonna yeah. get to weigh in on your food he's
1: not even gonna right he's not even gonna poop his pants if it's too spicy
0: i think richard can handle spicy food from you know his seasons he's not afraid of making spicy food yeah but you know, i know padma has the reputation that she really loves spicy food
1: i, I love watching maria lose challenges because she gets, on a, on a private moment, she gets so annoyed at herself. She's like, God, I really thought I had a bag. Like, she probably shouldn't have insulted Richard to his face. But in the moment, she's always like, you did a great job. And she really just accepts it, celebrates with everybody else, and then just, like, deals with her own shit. I love that. Right.
0: No, she she maintains, you know, her graceful exterior during, yes you know, when the cameras are rolling and everyone's in the kitchen with her there. And then she lets it loose when in private, which is how you should do it. That's, you know. Right has repressed white people. That's how we deal with conflict. So
1: exactly. Just in here. <laughs> right. And then we take it to therapy.
0: Also, her changing her dish, Maria changing her dish late in the game was almost mm-hmm. a bit in the ass moment. But right they uh, they ended up really liking, you know, what she came out with, even though she got tied and right. eventually was decided against when they, as Kwame put it, went to the dojo. I love when yeah. <laughs> after the last course, Kwame was like, we got to go to the dojo for this one. We got to go chat. We got to go talk about this. And uh, I have a
1: feeling it's it's fighting. But in the same moment, you know, she says to the judges, because they were like, oh, why the fuck isn't this like a tamale? She was like, well, I didn't want to give you too much food, which was almost a bit in the ass. But then it wasn't because she didn't admit that she had messed it up.
0: Right. Tom looked at it like he considered it for a second. And he was like, I accept this mm-hmm. response. Yes. This pleases me. <laughs> and then they moved on. She's, he didn't...
1: she's, you know, after last time when I served you an entire bowl of soup, which apparently was too much. God food, forbid you, know you I mean? have
0: to eat an entire bowl of soup
1: can't just leave it there, Gail. You have to eat the whole thing. Yeah,
0: that that was a smart way, though. You never admit that you fucked yeah. up. You always let them right. parse that out on their own. Mm-hmm. So good for her for playing the game the right way. Yeah, yeah, I had that as almost, like, I wrote it in my notes, like, maybe bit in the ass, but then I crossed it out when I saw that it, yep. it actually worked out for her, so.
1: And it was nice because you could see everybody know that she's lying. Right. Right? Everyone was just kind of like, we watched you prepare it. But she was just like, I didn't want to give you too much food, and nobody is... For- accusing you of lying it it was just a nice we got so close to being bit in the ass and then she just
0: and we love to see it you know we're rooting for the contestants even when it puts us in a tough spot because we don't have categories filled out it's still you know we can talk about how we didn't have anything to talk about like we will for not here to make friends because oh everybody was super friendly even like going so far as to help dawn plate her dish maria and byron both pitched in and helped her finish when she was bleeding all over everything so she actually would have mm-hmm. some, food and then to Padma,
1: Padma had to be like, "Thanks, guys, because we didn't see Don say it." She was like, "That was really nice of you." <laughs> right. And Padma, you know, not always the queen of being super nice and
0: well. It was almost like friendly. They should have. It was all for naught though, because she was immediately yeah. disqualified. <laughs> Thanks so much for helping her. Uh, you didn't do a good enough job of helping her. Didn't matter. She can't win. So maybe next time, pick up your step a little bit, and you can help her actually beat you. I guess. But she ended up getting. <laughs> disqualified for that round and had to the fried tofu round and would have to cook against Byron in the dessert round. But for for harshest criticism, I got nothing as well because they didn't criticize anyone's food. Everyone liked everyone's food more or less. And Mm -hmm. I thought Maria's dish didn't look very appetizing, just like the colors on it were very brown and gray, but nobody really brought that up. So I realized this is going to be a problem. And I was like, let me just write down a few of the nicest things people said about dishes so that's what i'm (laughs) going to come with what do you got
1: (laughs) so i don't really i actually did have something for not here to make friends it might be a harsh criticism we'll we'll just play with it for a second there's, there's a moment in the quick fire where, oh no, I'm sorry. It is, it is in the elimination where Gabe is trying Shoda's tofu braise and he's, oh man, that's so good. And we get this moment with Maria looking directly at the camera, like Jim from the office. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Yeah, that was funny. She really made the Jim face.
1: Yeah, she did. I was like, oh, okay. She was like, cameraman, are you listening to this horse shit? Uh,
0: Gabe and Shoda just bromancing it up and complimenting each other while she's there trying to make her tofu chorizo work or tofu-rizo that she ended up scrapping halfway through.
1: And I I actually really, really had hoped we were going to get some criticism, like some good constructive criticism. Because first of all, this is a protein that people don't work with a lot, home chefs or top chefs. We had a lot of people say they never used it before. So like having any kind of criticism on this would have been helpful because people are so scared of tofu and it's really hard to mess up you mess it up in texture not necessarily in taste because it doesn't taste like right
0: anything. it tastes like whatever you cook it with right. and yeah so, some criticism may have helped remove some of the mystery from it because we would have found out like right. mistakes people can make when cooking this but unfortunately for for us and fortunately for the judges all the food is really good yeah. so my nicest criticism first padma called all the dishes magnificent which I thought was Whoa. a little hyperbolic. Just in a real yeah. good mood. <laughs> and then Richard called Dawn's dessert, which was like a mango tofu mousse with a sesame crumble, a textural wonderland. Yeah. So I was like, right. I'm going to write that one down. I got to call that out. That sounds fancy as shit.
1: Yes. I have that one written down too, because it's it's such a nice, a textural wonderland is also like really pleasant to right. say.
0: It's like something John Mayer would sing.
1: Right. the like texture it's...
0: is a wonderland.
1: <laughs> Your tofu was a textural
0: one. <laughs> it's too many syllables. I'm, I'm a real stickler for Sorry. matching the original song. <laughs> yeah, it was like since when have we ever, ever seen an episode of Top Chef where there's nary a negative word said about anyone's dish. So let's talk about these judges and 10 judges yeah. voting on these dishes. In the first round, there are two ties. Both ties go to the dude, though. Did you notice that?
1: Yes, I always notice this.
0: Like I know. <laughs> so Maria and Shota tie, and they come out and they're like Shota. I'm like, all right, you know, I could, you know, I I didn't get to taste the food, so I trust you. And then there's a tie between Dawn and Gabe, and they come out and they're like, it's Gabe. And I'm like, maybe just have an even number of right. chefs next time, so I don't have these thoughts going through my head.
1: Or it can be a mystery for the contestant. You know what I mean? Like who who is going to win that head-to-head. But it shouldn't be a mystery for us because we otherwise have no criticism to go on. So it just looks like they go in a room and then they come out and they're like, it's Gabe, but they don't tell us why. Right, like
0: they they cut to... Tom saying one thing he liked about this person's dish and then maybe Gail is something yeah. she liked about the other person's dish. But like they don't hash that out and say, well, which, which is more important? What means more? What holds more weight? They just, yeah, they cut to them back at the table right. and they tell us the winner. So again, we... Right.
1: They just say the winner. They could be like, oh, it's Gabe. You know, yours was really, really good, but this is where it fell flat. Like they normally do at a judge's table, but they do. And it,
0: it, when working with an ingredient like tofu, like you said, that people aren't super familiar with, it really just makes you feel more on the outside looking in than you do typically in a Top Chef episode.
1: Right. Like, I wanted to know anything about the thought process. Like, we saw them stand on opposite sides of the room for a while and shout things about the other dish. But that was it. And then they just came back and they were like, we've made a decision. And it's okay. If you're not going to actually have a way to deal with the tie don't let yourself be in a position where you could tie. Like, why do you have an even panel of judges? Yeah,
0: it just, it really seemed like the viewers weren't included in the process at all in this episode. Overall, a good episode. And
1: the contestants didn't learn anything.
0: The food looked good. It was an interesting challenge. So I think it was a step Mm -hmm. up from last week. But yeah, that's my one criticism is that we weren't really let in on how the decisions were made or anything like that. What did you have as your favorite dish of the
1: night? This is good. This is a tough look for me, honestly, because... (laughs) I spent a lot of time shitting on it, but I could eat anything that came out of the Chipotle challenge.
0: Yeah, it all did look pretty good, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like that produce is really good looking. I'm just really mad at myself because everything looked really, really good. I'm not, okay, I cook with tofu a lot. I think it can be done well, but when it's not done well, it's really gross. And you can't tell just looking at it whether it is done well or it's not. So I'm sure because these are top chefs that it was all really good and everybody seemed to like it. But mostly with tofu, we go for what we can actually trust. Like I would have eaten anything in the fried tofu round, except for shrimp because they're disgusting and offensive, and they live in the ocean, which we I cannot agree. Covered. Less um,
0: love shrimp. But I liked Jamie's little no. crepe with the tofu. Looked really good. Mm-hmm. If I was going to pick one of the tofu dishes to eat, I think I would pick that one. Also, the the tendies that Don made, the Nashville hot chicken. Tofu.
1: Yeah, it looks real hot though, like what bright red,
0: like, <laughs> just like that color of pure cayenne. But still, I tried. I like spicy yeah. food. But now I think I got to go with Dawn's pork from the first round, the Chipotle round with the crispy onions. I really like that.
1: That looks really, really I'm good. Gonna, yeah. I wanted that
0: all up in my mouth. So yeah, great. That was my pick, and we were both right with our prediction for who would go home this week. It well, ended were. up being Byron who put out some some decent looking food. He was the only one in the first round to really get stomped head to head though. Jamie beat him 9 to 1 where the other two rounds were 5 to 5 and then discussed in the dojo to pick a winner. Byron actually lost 9 to 1 but again, they didn't say anything bad about his dish really. They just really like Jamie's. So yeah. I think that's also like when you're doing the almost the judges don't know which way the others are voting. They're also a little afraid to say anything that indicates which way they're going to go too much, you know? So you end up with this mm-hmm. kind of muted criticism that's all all bland and right. boilerplate.
1: Maybe, maybe you should season your criticism. Oh, got him. <laughs>
0: but so we were both right. Byron ended up going home. He will now move on to Last Chance yes. Kitchen to cook against Sarah, who is still in there kicking it.
1: Yeah, And it looks my girl. like
0: whoever they wins next week is back again, based on the preview, mm-hmm. so... This is big news. Sarah could be back next week if she can tough it out.
1: Did her fish go with her or is it still in touch?
0: I'm I'm almost certain that fish was just part of the hotel now. And it was a complete yeah. fabricated story that it was her friend or her special fish from back home.
1: I'm so upset, but I yeah. also understand.
0: We're down to five chefs now. Who do you think is going chefs. home next week?
1: Well, I said it last week. I chose Byron, but I said that I thought Maria was probably going to be the next down the line just because she's been inconsistent although i feel like jamie is also right there and we did get this nice nice and quotes moment with jamie admitting that she's been inconsistent you know we get i feel intimidated all the time maybe because i'm hello kitty but sometimes i'm tony the tiger which is just nonsense but i understand it also <laughs> yeah, just <laughs>
0: nonsense words that somehow make sense but also perfectly encapsulate yeah. jamie as a person but she right. is my pick for next week's elimination
1: oh we're or- or yeah. against each other.
0: You're going Maria?
1: Finally. I'm going, I'm going Maria. I think I'm going Maria. she
0: just, yeah, she she kept saying this week, everyone's so good now. Like the competition's so tough now. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm starting to sense maybe a small crisis of confidence on her behalf. Imposter syndrome kicking in yeah. maybe. I don't know. But that's that's why I'm leaning that way. I hope I'm wrong because she's delightful. and But yeah, I just, I get a vibe. I don't
1: know. Yeah. See, with Maria, I feel like it's an opposite thing. Like she... She is really, really strong in the areas that she's strong. And in the areas that she's weak, she overthinks or she overcomplicates or she just can't quite measure up to the circumstance mm. because she lets her emotions run her kitchen. She's got to cook from her heart. Oh boy. I'm
0: nominating Nash for it's Cliche no. Kitchen this week.
1: It's an honor just to be nominated. <laughs> I hope I win, though.
0: But she, yeah, I think Marie is the kind of chef where if it's the wrong challenge, she'll just spiral. But the, we don't know a lot yeah. about the challenges week to week you know, ahead of time. We get a little glimpses here and there, but we don't know the parameters. So it's hard to say. It could be something right in her mm-hmm. wheelhouse. And I think when she's able to cook food she's comfortable making, no one, no one can really do it better.
1: Right. But next week looks very, very dramatic. Like we're getting somebody maybe willingly dropping. I don't
0: trust these previews anymore at all. They're so misleading. They always make it look like there's going to be fucking fireworks. And then it's just hugs and high fives the whole 42 (laughs) minutes or whatever. So I'll believe it when I see it.
1: I keep meaning to go back and watch the previous week's like drama just to see if it's actually even in the episode. Because I feel like sometimes it's just shit that they filmed like out of what they knew they were going to use that makes it seem dramatic and then they didn't use it in the final cut just to get us I to think it's watching. all
0: in there, but just in very different context than it's originally presented in. So it almost doesn't even <laughs> register as the same thing. That's a fun exercise. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe I'll try to do the same.
1: Yeah, just think about like, all the pieces they build in and like, where they actually yeah. fit in the final sort of arrangement of things. All right, did
0: you have anything you wanted to say before we closed out?
1: I, I want to come back to this dessert round just really, really quickly because in my notes and in the actual episode, these are so oh, yeah. similar, but Dawn admits while they're cooking it that she's just making it up as she goes. Was she right? looking over so, her shoulder
0: at Byron a little bit?
1: Listen, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that, like, my notes are like one of them has a mango tofu mousse with the okara crumble, and the other one has a honey soft mousse with the okara granola. Yeah, what are they we were doing here?
0: Conspicuously <laughs> similar. And the judges called yeah. it out too. It's called them almost identical. So that's a tough thing to get sent yeah. home for is making a dish that's almost exactly the same as your competitor.
1: It's like all you had to do was make a dessert. You know, you can make tofu into whatever mousse you want. Just very strange that they pick the same ingredients. I'm not putting on my tinfoil hat quite yet. But Big I flex
0: by Dawn, though, to say that I didn't even plan a dessert. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do because I did not expect to be here. And it seems like she maybe she wouldn't have been there if she hadn't cut herself slicing a radish. Right. So.
1: But you know what? She was like, oh, shit, I should put some radish on because I need some color. You know, it still is. It's her fault. Yeah. in Different arrangements, yeah. you know, in a different way. than everybody's crying at the end of this episode. Some people have wounds. You know, it really was a non-dramatic right. dramatic ending.
0: Yeah. I texted you because you were a few minutes behind me. I was like, it, it gets a little intense at the end here. But also the way the edit showing Don like sleepwalking through the, yeah. the dessert round and just maybe I'll just throw some of this stuff on here. Yeah. I was like, Don, you got to hustle. Don't give up,
1: please. Come on. Yeah, she was really just like throwing things or like just moving around. And I was like, oh, this is what it looks like. And then they cut to after they presented and the judges were deliberating. She was just kind of crying, being like, if this is where yeah. I go home, this is where I go home. And I was kind of like, oh, shit. That was
0: the moment that Byron said that that was the moment I knew they were cutting Byron. Actually, <laughs> I was like, oh, Don's going to be fine. <laughs> they wouldn't show that otherwise. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true.
0: That was like when true. I finally breathe a little bit. <laughs>
1: I was like, oh, no, it's it's Dawn's time. But I was like, you know what? She'll she'll be back because of Last Chance I don't kitchen. know. Her
0: she and Sarah would be a, a real showdown in Last Chance Kitchen. They're both strong. That's... So we'll see. I mean, hopefully uh, Sarah makes it back. A fan favorite. It would be great to see her. But we'll have to wait another week to find out. Yes. Uh... Anywho, thanks so much for joining us this week. We will be back next week. I'll be in California. So if I sound more tan, that's why. And <laughs> thanks for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Do what you have to do to keep Talk Chef in your life, because we appreciate you. Thanks so much. Thank we'll see you next week. Bye. Oh, it was a weird wave. Your hand was like, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, it was more jazz, jazz hands. I don't think-